Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. It's signing day eve. There's no no Christmas. I'm so excited. Yeah, right. I'm so scared. Yeah, that's better. That's better. I want to thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Guys, the K-Cups have been a massive success so far, and I'm not really surprised by that. I know it's something that people were asking about for a long, long time. Now they're here. You guys are buying them. Keep doing it. Strange Brew Coffee House, two locations in Starkville, one in Tupelo. And, of course, you can shop online at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Get those K-Cups in for Christmas. Start Christmas morning the right way, the less creepy way, with a cup of Strange Brew Coffee brewed in your home via your Keurig machine. Our friends at College Corner, you know that they are working overtime this holiday season to make sure you get the maroon and white gifts that you want. They've got two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're originally by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You can still order online and get Christmas time shipping uh, at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever you're looking for, maroon and white, and wherever you want to put it, on your back, on your car, in your house, at your tailgate, wherever it is, whatever you're looking for, they've got it at College Corner. Humble Taco. Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi Roots. They are offering a Sunday brunch now with breakfast tacos and huevos rancheros. I, I didn't roll the R's enough. I, need, I didn't have enough of the Estrada in there, you know. Huevos ranch, rancheros. There we go. I got it. Got to roll those R's. Uh, so check that out. And, of course, anytime you're in Starville and you're looking for something that's different and delicious, you need to head over to Humble Taco. There's not a Mexican restaurant like Humble Taco in your town, I'll guarantee it. Check them out next time you are here. Still plenty of time to get that holiday party platter ordered from Firehouse Clubs for your Christmas party. It's going to be, you want to stand out, you want to do something different, bring a Firehouse Subs party platter to any holiday gathering, and you will be the hit of said gathering. And of course, if you're just looking for lunch, you just can't beat Firehouse Subs. Download their free app, pile up the reward points, Santa subs, like the sub sub clause. I can't, I can't make that work. But regardless, you're going to get the gift of free reward points every time you order online with Firehouse subs. Robbie Falk started a little, a little discussion today on Twitter, and we're going to have, you know, it's a, it starts with Stone Blanton. I'm not going to pull an "I told you so" because I thought he was going to Ole Miss, but I never really bought into the idea of him here at Mississippi State. And now it's official. He's headed. Well, I guess it's not officially official. It might as well be. He's headed to South Carolina. And Robbie sort of sprung board from that into the, the idea that this state's top football players, year in, year out, over the past three or four seasons, have been going out of state at a higher clip than ever before. 
So let's start with Stone Blanton. Where did this go wrong for Mississippi State, in your opinion? Yeah, I've been going back and forth on that, and I'm, I kind of, I don't know if I can blame the coaches at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like this kid did not want to go to Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I really don't know what else Mississippi State could have done to try to get him on campus. They were tag teaming with baseball and football, and I don't think he was talking very much to other baseball programs. I know he was not talking to South Carolina. I know that for a fact. Um, I, I checked with some South Carolina sources last night. They told me that um, Kingston and that, cl- and that uh, coaching staff has not spoken a word to Stone Blanton. So that tells me that he has – that baseball is kind of in the back of his, back of his uh, mind. I, I don't really think that that's as important as we made it out to be. I thought that Chris Lamonis was going to be a big part of things, and perhaps he was one of the main reasons why they stayed in the game with Stone. But I just don't think that baseball at the end of the day was – that big of a selling point for Stone as he made it out to be initially and as we made it out to be. So Mississippi State's hitting him from both coaching staffs. They've told him he can play both sports in, in the SEC. Uh, you've gone in home with, with Mike Leach. By all indications, that that visit went very well. Zach Arnett went a couple of times, had a great visit the other night. I just get the impression that he did not want to go to Mississippi State. And – Seeing his brother's reaction to Ole Miss yesterday and how, you know, that he was talking about how Ole Miss stopped talking to uh, Stone and they were kind of off the bandwagon and Lane Kiffin and all that, I get the impression it was Ole, it was Ole Miss 1, South Carolina 2, Mississippi State 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I said back in the summer that Stone Blanton should have been the guy who got into this class early and sort of helped recruit this class. And I think that's one of the issues Mississippi State has had this year in terms of in-state recruiting is their top in-state guy at this point is, is who? Don Terry Russell? Maybe R.J. Moss? Not the kind of guy that everybody's just going to rally around the way had they had been able to get one of the top guys like a Kamari Rogers in, maybe that he could have been a, 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 a beacon to other players. So Blanton was never willing to do that for Mississippi State. So every year there's a guy for like this for State. It just feels like it, right? There was there was a TD Moten. There was Jerome Carvin, Edger and Cooper. It's usually an out-of-state guy who's just – they've got the state offer. They know they can commit to state when they want, but they're holding out and holding out for that better offer, and eventually it comes. I never thought that it, that it would be an in-state guy, but it is. It's Blanton this year. He's the guy that, you know – State was his backup plan the whole time. Um, and I, I can't help but agree with a lot of what was said today. I think the, the, the narrative of him as a huge Bulldog fan is obviously incorrect. I think you're correct in what you're saying about baseball was clearly not a priority, priority to him because, as you, A, as you said, he hasn't had much conversation or communication with the South Carolina staff, and B, if you're really serious about baseball, why would you not play at Mississippi State? And that's not even trying to be a homer. They're the, they're the defending national champions. They have the best facilities in college baseball. You know that team's going to be good year in and year out. And I think Steve was taking a little bit of a shot on the message board, but he's probably correct. And Mark Kingston's not likely to be there past this season if they have another poor year. So pretty obvious baseball wasn't in, in, in his decision. So Stone Blanton moves on. 
Um, I also agree with what you said on the message board that the the you know and state fans tried to play it off when it happened, but Ole Miss did move on from this kid. They decided we we, we can we can do better. They went out and recruited a better guy. Like they got they're going to get a higher rated linebacker than Stone Blanton, and it worked out for them. And like you did say, also it obviously rubbed his brother the wrong way. Who I think, if I'm being totally honest. His brother's involvement in his recruitment and his brother's involvement in the NIL business, I think some programs would have seen that as a negative. Is yeah, I- it, it did muddy the waters. And I, you know, I kind of hate it for Stone that he's kind of, you know, tied to him because there, I mean, it was, it was a bit cringeworthy at times. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, let's not even sugarcoat that. It was kind of cringeworthy to see that. His brother's actively recruiting him on social media. He's trying to, you know, push this, the NIL stuff while being a huge Ole Miss fan. And it was just really cringeworthy. And, you know, then he gets – he goes out yesterday and uh, basically calls out the coaching staff for not recruiting his brother. I mean, it was just really it, – it was, it was, you know, too much. And Stone has not been that kind of guy. You know, a, a lot of state fans are – you know, kind of butthurt, I would say, over this recruitment. And it's okay to be that way. I think it's perfectly okay to be that way. This kid's been committed to Mississippi State in baseball. He never even officially decommitted. He just yeah, basically just went somewhere else. So I, I'm, I'm okay with State fans being upset with how this played out, but Stone himself didn't really do a whole lot of, you know, the dramatics and the theatrics and things like that. He was pretty measured, and he decided he wanted to go somewhere else. And I, I can't hate on the kid for that. He felt like South Carolina was his best fit. And to his credit, he's been saying for, for a couple of months, I believe, that South Carolina's staff was the one that he had the closest relationship yeah. with. So that. If anybody ever tells you commit to the school, not the coaches, they have not been involved in recruiting. At the end of the day, recruiting is a relationship business. Yeah. People don't. People do not commit to the school. I'm sorry. That's just the fact of the matter. There might be a few guys here and there, and there might be yeah. someone who is a lifelong fan that commits yes. to the school. But for the most part, yeah. And it's just like anything else, you know. I mean, it's just like when you get a job with a company, you don't commit to the company. You commit to the guy who does the interview and and you, you, the people you work with. So yeah. yeah, this is this this how it goes. I agree that Stone Blanton he, he handled his recruitment pretty much above board the way you'd want it to handle. He never committed. To, he didn't. You know, he was committed to baseball, but once it became obvious that football was going to be his path forward, you couldn't really take that baseball commitment too seriously. You, you yeah, know, you just you hoped that it was a bonus, right? You hoped it was a a factor and a feature for Mississippi State, not so much what was going to drive his decision. So. Good luck to the young man. And I, Shane Beamer, good young coach. He's got that program heading in the right direction. Probably won't be the last time we see Shane Beamer involved in Mississippi uh, in the coming years. And that sort of goes into what we, you were talking about. I guess we'll, 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 we'll sort of break the show in half right there, and we'll move on into the second half of the show. And that's brought to you by our good friends over at uh, the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you this holiday season, nothing will bring Christmas joy like a gigantic piece of meat on your holiday table, be it a whole prime rib, be it a whole beef tenderloin, or hey, if you just want to grill up some steaks for the family, whatever it is, the Christmas Christmas time is special. Treat your family right. Get them some beef. 
Simple as that. Beef is what's not only for dinner, it's what's for Christmas dinner. So head to your local grocery store, talk to your butcher, and get yourself a big, delicious piece of meat to cook this holiday season. If you're looking for recipes, they've got them at msbeef.org. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to go whenever you're in Starkville. It's just great. I, I, I run out of superlatives to talk about Two Brothers from time to time because it's just so good. I've never had a bad meal there. I've never had a bad experience there. The people there are just fantastic, and the food is even better. So when you're in Starkville, I feel like I'm not telling you anything. I feel like you already know, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Make sure you head over to Two Brothers in the heart of the Cotton District for some smoked Southern soul food. They can't make it any easier for you at Advantage Business Systems. It just doesn't get any simpler than having a, a company that provides top-of-the-line products for your business and then backs every sale up with customer service that you come to expect when you're dealing with your next-door neighbor. That's it. That's it. That's it in a nutshell at Advantage Business Systems. And if you're not taking advantage of that, then you are missing out and your business isn't being as successful as it could be. Call them today. Put them to work for you. 46 years of experience here in the Magnolia State. The number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. So Robbie said it, that the, the top players in this state by and large, have gone out of state. Let's just sort of do a quick rundown here. 2019 was a special year in this state. We've never, I've never seen as many four-star players as we had in that time. So that year you had three five-star players in the state and then another, I'm, I'm still scrolling here, another 13 four-stars. That's the kind of talent Mississippi doesn't normally have. So of those guys, of the 16, N'Kobe Dean, Georgia, Charles Moore, didn't work out, but Auburn. Byron Young, Alabama. Brandon Turnage, Alabama, didn't work out. But he's at Tennessee. He's at Tennessee now. Derek Hall, Auburn. Uh, K.J. Jefferson, Arkansas. And Radarius Jones, Radar Jones, is at LSU. So you had a pretty good split of State and Ole Miss guys, but a lot of the top dogs, and I would say the two best players, I'd say the three best players in this class, two of them went out out of state. I would say the three best players now that we can sort of do a little re-ranking, you tell me if you disagree, would be N'Kobe Dean, Charles Cross, and Derek Hall. Yeah, I might. I, I'd probably put Charles Cross one. Yeah. Well, both both he and Dean are probably going to be first-round picks. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I'm, I'm going to take Charles Cross yeah. from the NFL. Well, from a left tackle effective. versus a linebacker, yeah. I, I would yeah. And if I yeah. said four, if I ranked number four, I might go K.J. Jefferson, to be honest with you. Yeah, could be. Three out of the four, out of state. And now K.J. is kind of different than some of these other guys that went out of state. State and Ole Miss kind of passed on yeah. him. But That wasn't wise when you go back. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Let's look at 2020. Top player in the state, once again, go out of state. McKinley Jackson, he's at A&M. Then you have Emmanuel Forbes. J.J. Pegues was third. He's at uh, Auburn. Josiah Hayes was fourth at Kentucky. Tulu Griffin, Jacuvian Brown go to 5'6", uh, six, six, State and Ole Miss, respectively. Then of the, ne- of the top ten, the next two, seven and eight, go out of state. Trey Benson goes to Oregon. Alex Adams goes to LSU. He's not there anymore, though, is he? Uh, yeah, he's still there. He's still there, okay. Yeah. And that's when you, you know, 
I, they were only, what, six four-star players in the state that year. So in, in the top ten, I mean, Eli Acker, Dylan Johnson round out the top ten, obviously Ole Miss and State. But again, three of the top four and four of the top – I'm sorry, six of the top eight out of state. Yep. Let's look at last year's class, 2021. Uh, that's not what I want. That's not – give me the national rankings. But it's, 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 again, it's a very similar kind of situation. Now your top three go out of state. Deion Smith, Kadarius Callaway, who's already back in, in the state at, at EMCC, and Isaiah Brevard. I did not keep up with him this year at Oregon. Do you know if he, if he contributed at all? I don't. And to be honest with you, I don't think he should have been top three. Let's see if I can find his stats here. Doesn't appear to have any stats. Yeah, has not has not played this year. Didn't play. So then on the next the next uh the rest of the state, the rest of the top ten stays in state. Pretty good, right? Luke Altmeyer, John Lewis, Antonio Harmon, MJ Daniels, Brandon Buckhalter, Jacoby Moore, and Ty Keys all stay in the state. Just looking at this class as it stands right this second, I would say that God, if we did a re-rank, it's obviously it's very early in, in their careers. But Jarquez Hunter would probably be number one, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to go deeper to really kind of dig into this. Yeah. Jarquez Hunter, Justin Wally, both of yeah. those guys go out of state, both of those guys Mississippi State wanted. Uh, Calvin Johnson and Mississippi State Valley wanted late in the process. He went to Northwestern. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, again, it's, and it's not just, you know, the top ten, you start digging into that top 25 and there's players in there that you miss. Yeah. But it, it seems like, and now we go into 2022, and it's the same thing again. It's the it's the really elite players that that the state produces that the, the state and and Ole Miss for for a good portion are missing out on. So this year, once again, the top three are all going out of state. Branson Robinson headed to Georgia. Jaheim Otis headed to Alabama, and then Kamari Rogers headed to Miami. Branson Robinson, I I can't you can't really fault him for not considering Mississippi State. He is a prototypical running back he the air raid is not a fit for him and i'm not I, god forbid i'm trying to get players there but why didn't he consider Ole miss more that's a team that runs the ball a ton uh i was told that he was not a fan of Ole miss okay um well, he didn't he didn't he wasn't interested he and i have some things in common then. so i think that they were kind of out of it to begin with mississippi mm. state would have i think state would have had more of a shot if they've had like you know jordan Jim Moret or dan mullins yeah, offense. i agree i agree but when he saw that, you know, they were in the air raid, they, they were out of it. And George is a good fit for him. Yes, it is. Otis is the guy, you'd think you'd be able to sell him on Mississippi State, but it really appears, as in, in recent weeks, that State's running at a distant third behind Alabama and Ole Miss. And for State to not be able to sell a defensive lineman, I mean, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. And then you well, have that's, Go ahead. I mean, that, that's kind of the whole thing. I mean, right now – for the first time in a while, Mississippi State looks like they can get a lot of really good offensive players that they want. And the defensive side of the ball is a struggle right now. I mean, let's just be honest. Which is clearly backwards than anything you've ever seen. It's a complete turnaround from what they have been. They just, for whatever reason, they're having a very difficult time convincing these kids to come play defense. Yeah. You know, Travion Williams – Looks to be like he's going to sign, but we're—I'm sure not going to be 100% confident on this at this point. 
They couldn't convince um, Stone Blanton to come, a guy with obvious Mississippi State ties. Both of his parents went to Mississippi State. He's committed to the baseball team, and they still couldn't convince him to come. Kamari Rogers has a wide-open starting spot for him when he rehabs from from his uh, knee next year. Mm-hmm. And, and in 2023, he has a gift-wrapped starting spot if he comes in and, and performs how he should. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're not going to get him. They couldn't convince him, even through a coaching change of the place he's he's committed. And he where lives, they said, uh, he lives an hour and a half down the road. Straight up, if Manny Diaz goes, we won't be there. Yeah, that that obviously didn't. Um, DeCarlos Nicholson, you know, you're, you're you you got a good shot with them, but same thing. I mean, they're having a hard time, 100 percent locking him in, and um, he's got a chance to start next year right away. Uh, so they're having a difficult time with defensive backs. They're having a difficult time with a couple of guys in the front seven, but I can't really be upset this linebacker crew. The, the, the three guys that they're potentially bringing in mm-hmm. are all really good. Yeah. So I don't think you can be upset with that, but couldn't convince Jaheim Otis to even take a visit. Yeah. And he's been on your campus several the times. Official this year. Visit, we should say, yeah, right, right. The official visit. So, I mean, Again, with the guys that you have in the NFL on the defensive line, you should be able to get whoever you want over Ole Miss. Uh, and they're having to battle for some of these guys for Ole Miss, who's produced one really talented defensive lineman um, outside of Robert Kimdichie over the last few years, Benito Jones. And he was undrafted. Yeah. So, again, this year, five of the top eight are headed out of state. We mentioned Robinson, Otis, and Kamar Rogers. Obviously, Stone Blanton headed to South Carolina. Aaron Bryant from South from South Haven, that's a kid that was pretty adamant about I'm not staying in the state of Mississippi. And that's a lot of these kids. Yeah. I mean, it's you just have no shot whatsoever. It's it's crazy to me how they're just not in the game. You know, when you go back to the Kobe Dean, I mean, we no one thought outside of Yancey Porter that he was going to stay in state. I mean, there's not a single person. Aaron Bryant has not been mentioned with either team for a year and a half. Uh, Jaheim Otis committed to Alabama, and you know State worked hard to get him. Ole Miss too, but all indications have been this whole time that he's going to stick with Alabama. So, I mean, you're not even in the game with some of these guys, and it's it's a stark difference from what it was, you know, when you have guys like Jeffrey Simmons coming in and Chris Jones and guys like that. And I wonder if some people, whether it be parents, coaches. Um, or whatever, are just kind of fed up with the with the nonsense between State and Ole Miss. Do you, do you think that people are just like, you know, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with the fan bases. I'm just going to go somewhere else. There is probably something to that. There is probably there's so much drama in recruiting between these two schools that if you can sort of lock in out of state early and get yourself out of it, then why not do so? Yeah. Why not do so? You know? I, you're 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 probably right. Um, you know there was. And you know re- this. It's not nearly as bad as it was like in 2013 or oh, 2015. No. I mean, um, that's when these kids were sort of coming up as seventh eighth graders, and they saw all that, and they they've seen all this drama, and they've seen these two schools fight each other for these recruits. And maybe they maybe you're right. Maybe they just don't want to deal with it. I also think that you know there was that article recently from the Athletic that the high school coaches in the state are telling you that Leach and Kiffin aren't 
as popular with them as Mullen and Freeze were and as Moorhead and Luke were. Yeah. For whatever reason. Now, part of that is probably because for the first year, they couldn't travel. They couldn't meet with these guys. They couldn't have them at camps because of the, of the pandemic. Now it's about re- rebuilding those relationships. I think, and I've said it before, I think Lane Kiffin damaged his reputation a little bit with the way with what happened with Michaela and Pounders last year. There's no way around that. You know, there, we all, I'm, I, there's no need in talking about it. We all know what happened. And I think, I think that that probably struck some coaches the wrong way. So there's a lot of factors that play against these schools, but the factors that the player for them are they're, go, they're winning games, they're going to bowls, they're playing on, you know, you, you, you get to keep your, you keep to stay close to family. The facilities are top notch. There's a lot working for State and Ole Miss here, too. So let me ask you this. And I don't want, you know, without doing like a pie in the sky kind of thing, what, you know, what's the solution? What's the first thing Robbie Falk does if he's director of recruiting? To try and put get these Mississippi kids into Mississippi State. Uh, first thing I'm doing is hiring Chad Bumpus to coach receivers. I want I, I really I want do. a guy. I yeah, want a guy, and you have to get some people on the staff with more Mississippi ties. A young, dynamic coach with Mississippi ties. I agree with that. I mean, whether it be Bumpus or Jacob Peeler, somebody's got to get in here that understands Mississippi. You can't rely on Tony Hughes to to pull all the weight here. You just can't do it. Um, you have to get some people in here that can get down in the dirt and that know how things work and that can sell Mississippi State because they've been here and they know wholeheartedly what Mississippi State's all about. And right now you have Tony Hughes and that's it. And these these other coaches are really good recruiters. Um, I've been really impressed with these guys. I've been impressed with Mason Miller. I've been impressed with uh, Steve Spurrier Jr., of course. he's He's been really good. On the defensive side, I've been um, impressed at, at times with Zach Arnett, but he's not, really a, he's not really supposed to be the guy that has to go out there. But Jason Washington is great. Uh, Matt Brock is great. And I don't know a whole lot about the other guys. I mean, we still – we got a lot of questions about the cornerbacks and the defensive line. Mm-hmm. that They've gotten some good guys on the defensive line, and they've also missed a few guys. So – I just think that this staff is significantly better at Mississippi State when you have guys here that understand the state of Mississippi and how it works. I agree. Chad Bumpus going into uh, a living room, whether it be talking to a wide receiver or somebody that is from the state of Mississippi, and going in there and talking to them about you know their high school and talking to them about whenever they were coming up at Mississippi State and things like that, that carries a lot of weight. And uh, there's just not enough of those guys. I'm also going to increase the budget of the recruiting department. I want more money oh, spent on recruiting. People mad. I know, but Mississippi State is not spending as much money as some of these other schools in the SEC. And, I mean, that matters. Get some more people out there involved in evaluation and involved in off-campus recruiting and things like that, um, or on-campus recruiting and things like that. State needs to invest more in that department, I feel like. And that's – I think the guys that are there right now are awesome. But you look at some of these other schools in the SEC and they double the numbers that Mississippi State has mm. um, and they double the production. I, I just feel like you need to be more involved in this recruiting. There's, there needs to be a lot more resources here for Mississippi State than there currently is. And I think, you know, Mike Leach probably needs to be – 
a little more involved as well. I think there's something to be said when a coach is present and if a coach is involved in a lot of these players' recruitments. I feel like Leach has been more involved than I thought he was going to be. Like you're seeing him on these visits and you're and you're you know all the when the players talk when they when they do interviews or talking about they speak to Coach Leach and he's he's texting them. So that's good. That's good news for for Mississippi. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. I have I have noticed that he's more a little more involved than I thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just I think the biggest thing is just getting maybe getting a guy in here like Chad Bumpus that has that Mississippi mentality and the, a guy that has been through it here in the state of Mississippi. I think that's yeah. big. I don't disagree. All right. So as you're listening, today is a Tuesday. So we'll do rumblings, but we'll also sort of set up uh, uh, a signing day just a little bit as well. And then obviously our Thursday show will recap everything that happened uh, for Mississippi State on signing day. So get your questions in now, and uh, we'll be happy to answer them. And then, then you know it's the most wonderful time of the year, so they say. All right, guys, have a great uh, Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.